today. All right. <clears throat> so how are we doing? Great. great? We, 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 it's, it, there's a, a feeling of just like, uh, I don't know if it, it, it's the, a, a little bit of, I had a rough week. How many had a rough week? How many's had a rough year already? <laughs> you know, right? I mean, it's already, I, I heard uh, someone say, you know, my uh, 14-day return policy has not expired on 2021, so I, I want a refund. Um, how many feel that way? Yeah? It's all right. Hey, guess what? You know what? It's not always going to be this way. This is the, the beautiful part about being a child of God is we do not have to uh, um, uh, just waller around in this, uh, you know, in this, this life here with, with no hope. We have hope in, in the next life and uh, what is to come. So, uh, hey, with that, we're going to start uh, into our, our, uh, our message today. Uh, so if you have a Bible, grab it. Um, turn to Ephesians chapter 6. So here at Ephesians chapter 6, we are picking up where, um, uh, you know, in the, when we did the Ephesians series last year, uh, we got to the armor of God, and I said, you know what, we're going to wait until uh, January to, to uh, look at this, to address um, uh, all the pieces and everything of the armament, uh, because uh, in January every year, we, we look at prayer, and we uh, remind ourselves we are to be a, a praying people, not just having an elder who prays, but having a people who pray. So um, our, our series, our prayer series for 2021 um, it is um, all about this engaging in, in a, a spiritual reality or the spiritual reality that is that is real, that exists, but um, that a lot of people are either unaware of or just uncertain of. Um, maybe they, they, they just, uh, maybe they're, they're uh, we have a tendency of like, it's kind of um, mysterious, so I don't know, I don't know a whole lot about it, so we, we kind of shy away. But I think this is a, a good time to, to, to look at passages like uh, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, 10 through 20, and, and others that, that really talk into and speak into um, the importance of prayer. Because prayer is more than just uh, words that come out of our mouth. Prayer is all about um, us being able to commune with the creator of, uh, of all things. Um, so when we, we look at t this text, um, <clears throat> I want us to press into the, the, the fact that the reality is that this has effect on my life. And the reality is that if I ignore uh, um, the truths of, of Scripture, my life will be, um, will be affected. It, it may be, uh, um, probably if we ignore it, it's going to be a negative effect. Uh, or if we have uh, um, uh, an approach that's not right, uh, we can have the, the, the best of heart to try, like, I, I want my spiritual life to, be, uh, to, 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 to matter or to be effective. And, uh, but if we, our, our approach is wrong, uh, then we're going to end up uh, it, it making a, a basket in the wrong hoop. Uh, why do I, I say that? Yesterday, <clears throat> little story, this is funny, uh, at Gabe's basketball game, uh, there was, towards the end, I mean, the score was crazy. It was like, I don't know, 40-something to 10. Uh, not in our favor, not in our favor. I mean, the boys were playing their hearts out, and it's just the, the league and they're in, whatever. Um, but there's one boy who, who got in on, on, on Gabe's team. I don't know his name or anything. Um, but man, he's just trying to get the ball, and he, uh, he, he, he finally got the ball, and he takes off down court, did a fast break, 
And he goes up and he does a layup and makes it and everything. Um, and, and he was like all proud of himself. Um, but uh, the, the fact of the matter is, even though his heart was all in the, the, the right, uh, he, he wanted to, you know, I want to make a basket here. And it's my, here's my chance. Uh, he went to the wrong hoop. Uh, yeah, I mean, but, and, and I was thinking about that. It's like, you know, a lot of times we approach uh, our, our spiritual life and the, the, the reality of the spirit of maybe our heart is right, but we, have a, we, we may be going toward, we may be dribbling across uh, and going to, to, to the wrong hoop, um, even though that we, we really desire to come close to God. So I think that as Paul is writing uh, passages like this and gives us instructions like this, this is so that we can uh, make, it, make it into the, the, the right hoop and um, be able to uh, be in the right, uh, uh, you know, in the right direction. Has any of you ever done that before? Made it, made it in the wrong hoop, right? I, I'm, I'm not saying figuratively, I'm saying literally, right? <clears throat> right, okay, there's, there, there's some of you that have done that. How, how embarrassing is that? Very, Very right? Because everybody, you're so proud of yourself that, hey, look at me, and everybody's like, what, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you doing now? And so... Uh, Oh, I know. If it was if it was neck and neck, it would be terrible because you'd be voted MVP of the other team, right? <sighs> so, uh, but anywho, uh, as as we're looking at this, I want us to make sure that we're focusing on the right hoop and we're focusing on getting and and uh, um, being true to true to our team. But understand that we don't need to be misguided. So, um, my intent is for us to better understand what. Paul is communicating, and what really God is communicating through his scripture when it comes to uh, prayer. Now, in this text, uh, in uh, chapter 6, verse 18 uh, of Ephesians here, this is like the really the, the, the root uh, of this whole series, this praying in the Spirit. If you remember last week, we, we talked about um, uh, um, just this... Uh, uh, foundation that needed to be established of what the spiritual is and how we um, how it is a, uh, is a reality and how some are uh, <clears throat> some are still in a, a domain of darkness uh, whereas those uh, 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 those of us of God are in the kingdom of God and the, and the the spiritual is where the spirit resides and all of this stuff that goes into this understanding that the reality is that our our being here, and like our, our physical being here, our purpose here, has great effect on what God is doing. And when I say has great effect on what God is doing, when He's talking about things like this, like praying at all times in the Spirit, if, if my life, and I love how Kurt said that, uh, but it, 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 when we're talking about like we're here for a purpose, but if my life has a purpose, I need to I need to know what that is, and I need to be able to figure that out, and I need to be able to communicate um, um, uh, what, what is uh, the direction I which I need to do, or I need to go. If that little boy had somebody chirping in his ear, wrong, 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 wrong way, wrong way, wrong way, he wouldn't have like had a fast break all the way out to the other basket, right? So I think that understanding that prayer is one of these ways and is the main way in which we communicate with God, and then God communicates back to us through His Word. But the way, the way in which we communicate, we need to better understand all of which God is saying. So let me, let, let me uh, uh, kind of give you a, a, a direction, uh, a goal for us today in what it is we're doing. So 
Uh, if, you're, if you have notes, this is our big idea. Our big idea is this. It is engaging in the spiritual by praying in the Spirit. Engaging in the spiritual by praying in the Spirit. And now, when we look at this, the whole uh, um, idea here is understanding that there's an engagement that needs to, to take place. <clears throat> Knowing that the spiritual is real is one thing. That's the foundation in which we uh, in which we established that last week. But knowing that this is, is, is the, the spiritual is real is a foundation. But we have to engage in that. We have to actively engage in this spiritual. Because if we don't actively engage and, and, and take this active and be actively participating in it, um, what, what's going to happen is we'll have a passive attitude towards, um, not, not only towards God, which is a bad thing in and of itself, but we'll have a passive attitude towards the reality of the spiritual that affects us right now. Remember last week that we, we talked about that which happens in the physical is tied to the, the spiritual. That's what which is um, visible and physical is tied to the spiritual and, and, and invisible. If we um, don't take an active approach in, in, in the spiritual, that which affects us in the physical, we're going to be standing there like, why am I so beat up? Why, why it, 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 do I feel beat down in my spirit? Why do I... Um, uh, why am I having the, the, these moments I just had of despair? Has anybody in here ever felt beat up? Not physically, I'm just saying like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like that, that feeling of, of being beat up, that, that's not a good feeling. Because in those moments, we can either say things in which we don't mean, we can do things in which we don't really, don't really reflect our character. We can act out that in which is really not reflective of who we truly are. And it's kind of like when you get a dog in the corner and they lash out, even though people might come and try to help us, we can, we can lash out and say things and do things that we don't truly, truly mean. Well, I believe that a lot of that comes from a passive approach to the spiritual. And when we have that passive approach, it's almost as if we're just, we become a sponge of all the bad things that happen. We live in a world that there's a lot of craziness going on. Would we all agree? This week was a prime example of it. I'm not going to go into great detail and into what happened and my views on it, but I think that um, what took place this week was a perfect representation of just the, this groaning that's deep inside of our, of our being. And when I'm saying our, I'm saying just of, of human nature, of wanting righteousness and wanting justice to be served, but going about it on our, in our way, in the way in which we think, instead of going about it the way in which God has set forth and, and taking a spiritual and a righteous approach uh, to it. So it, when we, we think about that, we understand that uh, the directions which we have that come from God's Word um, are, 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 are true, are pure. So when Paul is writing here, and let, let's look at this. Let's do this. Um, when, when he's writing here, he, he's writing, I believe, into all of our situations, not only to the church in Ephesus, but all of our situations. Uh, he, he's writing from prison. He's writing with a, a heart that is just heavy laden for this church. He writes in, in verse 10. Finally, and I know that I'm going over uh, a, a lot of stuff that we've went over many times, but as Paul says in Philippians, it, it, it does me well to repeat myself because you all have hard heads. 
loose translation, loose translation. Uh, Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. This is a huge focus of this whole uh, prayer series and this understanding that we need to, to, to be equipped to stand firm. Like Dan prayed and he asked, are we expecting God to, to work even in our midst today? And when, he, when asking that question, it's a, it's a question that is rooted in we've been given everything that we need. God, God delivers to us everything that we need so we can come and be expectant. Just like right here, he's saying that we need to be able to stand in the evil day. God has given us everything that we need to be able to stand. The question is, what are you doing with it? That's, that's a question to all of us. And I love this because when, when we talk, talk about um, engaging in, in the spiritual and, and understanding that we do need to be equipped, this equipment in which God gives us is this armor of God, which, side note, uh, next week we're starting a two-week, two-part series on all six of the pieces of the armament. So <clears throat> bear with me. I mean, relax. We'll, we'll get there. Um, I, I know, uh, Miss Stephanie, you're, you're watching at home. You, you're chomping at the bit. Uh, when are you going to get there? When are you going to get there? I, I, we're, getting, we're getting there. Uh, but no, I want to uh, look at what, what we're armed for and, we, and so we can uh, understand what the armament is for before we start to look at the armament. That's why we're taking this approach and, and what Paul here is, is, is telling us and what we have to we have to grab onto is that we have all of this already accessible to us. If you're a believer in Jesus, if you have put your faith and your trust in Christ, the armor of God is not something like, man, I wish I could have this. I wish that this was true, but no, 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 no. This is all at your ready. It's kind of like when you, you show up for, for boot camp and they issue you all of these things that they're, ha- they, they're here at your ready. What you have to do is you have to learn how to use them. And we have to be able to utilize them effectively. So what Paul here is saying is, uh, or he tells us is, we're going to be um, given this whole armor. We need to put on this whole armor of God so that we can withstand, we can stand firm in the evil day. I think that, that, that this evil day is uh, not uh, uh, um, referring to a day that's way in the future. I, I believe 100% that when Paul's talking about this evil day, he's talking about this day. Because it it says back in um, verse 12, this present darkness. Paul is saying the evil day is upon us. We need to be able to stand firm in this evil day. The way in which we are going to do this is not run and hide, and and not uh, uh, run and, and hide in your bunker and then come out of it after everything is blown over. The way in which we're going to do this is being able to stand firm when it comes to us. We're going to have to engage that in which is is being presented uh, to us. The the evilness. And I'm not saying we go out and look for it. But what I I am saying is we have to be ready to engage it. And engaging in, in the reality 
engaging in the reality that, that, that surrounds us, that we live in, engaging in that reality starts with that preparedness. But then, it, it, as we're prepared, there's that action in which we have to do. And that's what I really want to get into today. So I'll keep reading. Verse 14, Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith which is, which, uh, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. All of those, all six of those things um, are all already accessed to us, already given to us. We need to pick them up, put them on, as it says. But there's a reason in which we need to do this. This is where I think that, that, that we have a, 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 I don't know, this is where I have a, 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 um, a difficult time sometimes where I get, where I feel like I'm beaded, I'm beaded. Is beaded down, right? Beaded? Betted? Bet down? Beat down. I like beaded better. Just beat it, right? Where I feel like I'm, like I'm beat down, where I'm, I feel that way, and then, you know, I know I've got the, the shield, and I got the helmet, and I got the, but I just, oh, I don't know, I, I just don't, I just, just give me my, 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 my ice cream, and I'll go to the corner and just kind of sulk. I, I, this is, this is me, me, all right, because I know none of y'all, y'all are way too spiritual for that. Y'all would never get into the, yeah, I know that I have all this armament and everything, and I know the enemy's out there, but I just don't know what to do. Me. So I, 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 I need to be reminded when Paul is talking here, and he's talking about this being prepared, he's, he's saying all this for the fact that we're prepared for something. Yes, it is this engagement of the, the, the evil around us, but how are we to engage? This is where the, the fun comes in, um, as if the rest weren't fun. It was, it's all fun. Verse 18. Praying at all times... In the spirit. Now, no wait. Look at when you're looking at this text. Some of your translations are, are are different in the sense of where the beginning of the sentence starts and where the end of the the last one is. This one continuous sentence from uh, verse 17. Well, my Bible says this, and my Bible says this. Well, understand this. There was no punctuation. There is no punctuation in the, in the Greek, so there can be a little bit of variance. Is this the beginning of Paul saying something? Is this the end of a statement? I don't know other than it's all has one focus here. It, it, just think of it as it, it's welling up to. I, I think that this is the, the climax of this whole passage here. Is this verse 18? Because we're being uh, um, told that there's an enemy and we can't see the enemy, and, but the enemy is real and, and, and the enemy is against us. Obviously, that's why it's an enemy, but the enemy is against us. And here's how you have to uh, prepare yourself. So there's the enemy, here's the preparedness, and now the climax, we got to do something. That's here in verse 18 praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all of the saints. Uh, Paul likes that, that, that word all. That's four times that he uses that just in that, that, that one verse. So I think he's encompassing a lot of things, right? All times. 
But it says, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me and opening up my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. He's, he's reminding me, I'm in chains, I'm in prison because of the gospel that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Now, when we look at this, when we think, okay, all this armament, I've got this, all this armament on, right, I'm to be praying in the Spirit. What does that mean? Well, this is where there's a lot of confusion. And there's a lot of people that, that, that will split or, 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 or separate fellowship with one another over what has been imposed upon this uh, term of praying in the Spirit. That's why I think that when we, when we look at this, this context here, and Paul uses these words, at all times, and all perseverance, all the saints, all prayer, this is understanding that what is taking place, this praying in the Spirit, is for all Christians for all time. Not just for a, a, a special uh, spiritually elite group, this is for all believers. So when, when looking at this, and some of you are like, okay, fine, get on with it. Well, there are others that, that, that um, we come in contact with, and that, that when they look at praying in the Spirit, they automatically jump to a certain camp. Anybody know what that is besides Dan? Praying in tongues, right? They automatically, well, right there it says, it says praying in the Spirit. That's praying in the tongues. You go to Jude 20 and it says praying in the Spirit. That means praying. No, it doesn't say that. It, what, what is saying? Now, am I saying that we have to break fellowship with, with our Pentecostal brothers and sisters? No, I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is this on this one aspect of, of, of their view on Scripture, of them imposing something like this is praying in tongues. Like So every time it says that, which it only says it, couple times, three times in the Bible, that that's what that means. And when it says that you have to, uh, uh, you have to accept that. No, we don't have to accept that. Because what Paul here is saying is all of this armament in which you have on you is for a purpose. Every Christian has this armament. So therefore, every Christian is to be praying in the Spirit. Not just a, a special few elite who has a special anointing where the, 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 the tongues come out. And, and, and let's, let's be clear. Because I think that, that this is necessary. Uh, when, speaking, uh, when speaking against a, a, someone else's doctrine and, and speaking for the doctrine in which we believe here at the church, it's important that we don't leave it muddy. We here at LifePoint Church, so if you're tuning in online, we here at LifePoint Church do believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We do not believe in the abusing of the gifts of the Spirit. So what we understand is the, the, the gifts of the Spirit, the gift of tongues, the gift of healing, the gift of prophecy, all that still exists to this day. Now, the way in which that's done, the Bible is very clear on that, and we do not entertain uh, the abuse and the, 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 the misrepresentation of, of, of any of that. So if someone were to say, well, so do you have you know, people jumping up and and saying things, no, 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 no. There's a time and there's a place for all spiritual gifts. Understanding this also, all spiritual gifts are for the edification of the church. Well, what does that mean? So it's to build up the church. So we believe that the gifts continue. We're not cessationists here. 
But we're not the there's running around doing all that crazy stuff. I don't even know. I mean, the the, the crazy charismatics, uh, whatever. Uh, we're we're in between. We're we're charismatic with seatbelts on, right? We're cautiously. How about this? Cautiously charismatic. Believe in the gifts, but we don't want to see them abused. So, and I think it's important here when, when talking about praying in tongues, because I don't want it to, to, to come across where, you know, somebody will come up, well, it says, do not forbid the speaking in tongues. I'm not saying that. I'm saying when it's talking in Scripture about praying in the Spirit, that's not talking about praying in tongues. What praying in the Spirit is also, it's not a special prayer language. No, 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 no. There is a special, there's an individual, an intimate time when God, some people, will, 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 will uh, the Spirit of God comes upon them and they, they do engage in that, fine. But all I'm saying right now for this text, when Paul is talking about praying in the Spirit, he is not referring to that. But what Paul is referring to is that praying in the Spirit is not just your standard prayer. What, what, what do I mean by your, your standard prayer? Well, praying in the Spirit is not when you bless the food. You know, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. That's not praying in the Spirit, even though it kind of sounds like it a little bit, right? That was a joke. That was a, a, a rub a dub yeah, it's a bad joke, let it go. Don't, don't say that in the second service. No, but, but praying in the Spirit is not just your, your, your normal prayer. It is a special prayer. So it's not when you're blessing the food or some of maybe your kids' um, bedtime prayers, you know, now lay me down to sleep, pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I die before I wake, feed Jake. Oh, wrong one. No, but understand that praying in the Spirit is a special, uh, um, a, a different or a different type of prayer. And I believe that Paul is emphasizing that here. It's understood that it, it, it's more than just a, uh, a flippant, God help me, which I think that a lot of people think that that's praying uh, you know, in the Spirit too. No, it's just because you're in a bad spot and you're just break glass and pray. That's, that's not praying in the Spirit either. So when I say all that, I, I think that the, the question that comes to some people's mind is like, okay, then what is it? What is this special prayer? It's not a special prayer as in if it's complicated, as in if there's a special formula in which you have to do to uh, um, then crack the code so you get into the throne room. No, because the, the throne room is open for all of us. We, we know that Hebrews 4.16 that we, says that we can come into the throne room. We can come to the throne of grace to, to find that mercy and that grace in the time of need. And we could do that with confidence. So it's not cracking this code, you know, whatever, dial or, or punching buttons or whatever. It's not complicated. But I do believe that praying in the Spirit is calculated. Now, when, when, I, when I say that, again, it's not a special formula. When I say calculated, praying in the Spirit is intentional. I just use calculated because it was a C word. It was, you know, opposite of complicated, right? Okay. It, it, it's, a, it's a preacher thing. It's alliteration, right? you care? All right. You're just like, okay, pray, pray in the Spirit. Let's go. Pray. I, I, I am. We're going to do that in 12 minutes. I got 12 minutes to do this. So praying in the Spirit is not complicated, but it is calculated. It's intentional. 
I believe that there, when, when we look at uh, the, the, the scripture and, and we look at the text, that we can, we can draw three things that we need to realize when desiring to pray in the Spirit. Because I believe that praying in the Spirit comes from a desire. You don't, you don't just like accidentally pray in the Spirit. You don't accidentally end up like, oops, I did it again, here I am. No. There is a, a, a realization, there's a desire that comes upon you that I am going to take time, and this is where I would highly encourage um, everyone that if you don't have a time set aside throughout the day, that you need to, to figure out a time. Well, I'm so busy. Okay, I, I, will, I will guarantee you this. If you, quote unquote, make time to pray, you'll have time to do the rest of the stuff in which you need. If you cannot take time to pray, your life is way too busy and it's not glorifying God. There, I said it, tozer and stepped on, let's go. So understand, we need to take time to, to pray. If I didn't take time to talk to my wife ever, how would our relationship be? What if I only went to her when I needed something? Yeah, it, it would not, it would not be good. Well, that's, the way in which a lot of us have a tendency to, to treat our relationship with God. So take time to pray. And in that time, if, if when we're there, and, and it doesn't all start off with like Martin Luther, uh, the, the great reformer, uh, it, it, when it says that he used to pray for like six hours, they had calluses on his knees because he prayed so much. I'm not saying all that. I'm saying take time to pray. And when we engage in that prayer, if our heart's desires to pray in the Spirit, I believe that there's three things that we just need to realize to help us in that moment. Because praying in the Spirit requires these three things. The first one. <clears throat> praying, in the, praying in the Spirit requires, one, praying in the power of the Holy Spirit. What, what, what do I mean? Prayer that is not in the power of the Holy Spirit, is, or, or, that's just words hitting the ceiling. When, when we look at, 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 at texts like this, and we uh, look at what it says, praying in this understanding, we, we have a tendency to, to not feel the full effect on it because we're not, uh, we don't speak Greek and we don't understand the language. We get the English translation and it kind of gets lost a little bit. But if we look at, at what this word really, or what it means, it does mean pray in, but it has way more oomph to it. It can also mean by means of. So thinking about praying in the Spirit, praying by means of the Spirit. Or how about this one, with the help of. So praying it with the help of the Spirit, so you're not doing it on, on your own. You don't have to force words out there. That is one of the most awkward things to do is to be praying in a group with people and praying with someone who's just trying to throw out some words because then they're uh, trying to throw out Bible verses and, and pray for the, 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 the pygmy goats in New Guinea. and You know, they start just forcing words out there. That's not praying in the Spirit. That's praying in Larry the Cable Guy, right? Remember Larry? <laughs> Get her done! Um, but understand, so this is, is with the help of, praying in is with the help of, of the Spirit. And I love this one, actually, um, in the sphere of. So praying in the Spirit is praying in the sphere of, and this is a real good one, which, which praying in means, in connection to. Remember last week we talked about how uh, our spirit, 
where it resides in the spiritual, that's where we are connected to God. Our spirit is what is connected to God. So understand, because our spirit is connected to God, we have to re- realize, and when I say realize, it's not just like, oh, okay. No, it's realize, to make real. We have to realize when we're praying that we have to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, not on our own power. How do we do that? This is a hard thing for a lot of people because that means submitting to what it is that God wants, what it is that God's laying on your heart. Submitting your pride, submitting, how about this, even submitting your prayer list. This is, I want to pray all this. It's not bad to pray things, but entering into understanding like, God, I'm only able to come with confidence before you because of your power. It's all because of you. It's getting us into the posture, which really is a big thing. It's not necessarily uh, when we're praying in the Spirit. It's not the words in which comes out of our mouth. It's the posture. It's the heart in which we have when we enter into that time. We're not dribbling down the court towards the wrong basket. We don't have our own agenda. We're entering this time under the power of the Spirit to to lay everything down in front of Him. The second thing praying in the Spirit requires is praying by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We pray by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, when I say this, this this is where it gets a little bit dicey for some because... When, when, when we're talking about uh, praying by the leading of the Holy Spirit, we will uh, refer to a, a, um, Romans chapter 8, where it talks about when we uh, don't know what to pray as we ought, the Spirit Himself intercedes with groanings too deep uh, for words. This is where, well, that there it is. It's talking about praying in tongues. No, that means like we, we have to lay our petition down. We have to understand that what God lays on our heart is what we need to be praying for. Have, have any of you, and this is a fun, honest time, have any of you been in prayer and you're like, okay, I want to I pray for world peace or whatever it is you want to pray for. But then when you enter into prayer, you're praying, you just get bombarded by either names or events or situations. And, and Anybody been there? That's the, the, the leading of the Holy Spirit of, all right, I want you to pray for this. Can God act on any of those situations without your prayer? Absolutely, but for some un, or some strange reason, he wants you to pray for that. The power that, that, that resides to um, uh, overcome this situation or to uh, f- help free this individual or whatever is coming through the, 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 uh, the moment in which you are praying that you are interceding for whatever it is. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know why God takes some, some uh, things and, and, and gives it to us as if it's a, a weight or a burden to pray for. I know that He does. And when He does, if we're, if we're not obedient to His leading, then we're not praying in the Spirit. A lot of times what happens is, that, you know, maybe it's a spousal thing and you're, you're praying for world peace, but then your, your spouse or, or, or a situation at work is just really weighing on you. What, what has to happen is you need to pray for Bob instead of cursing Bob like you did earlier and called him every name in the book. Instead of, of that, you need to be praying for it and your heart changes towards a situation. So much formation happens in prayer that when we don't pray, we're neglecting the transformation which God has for us. 
We have to understand that, that, that when we're praying in the Spirit, it's not only praying by the power of the Holy Spirit, it's praying by the leading of the Holy Spirit. We don't know what we always what we need uh, to pray, but He gives us that if we're willing and wanting for that. The third thing, because we are staying pressed for time, um, praying in the Spirit requires praying according to the will of the Spirit. Praying according to the will of the Spirit. I, and I... I think that it's understanding, we have, what is the will of the Spirit? What's the will of God? But we, we understand is when uh, Jesus talks about the Spirit that's going to come and the, the, the Holy Spirit which He is going to send, He says that the Holy Spirit will bear witness about me. Not only will He bear witness about me, but the Holy Spirit will glorify me. So the will of the Spirit is to glorify the Son. Why is the will of the Spirit to glorify the Son? Because the Son is to glorify the Father. And what we have to understand is when in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 27, when it uh, says that, and he who searches the heart knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. The Spirit knows what the will of God is. He is God. He knows what the will of the Father is here. He knows that, the, that, that when uh, um, what it is that we are, in, are, are praying for not all, doesn't always line up with that, but it, we have to be cognizant of what... When I pray, am I praying with the desire and the, the, the want to do the will of God? Or am I just praying to get what I want? What we have to understand is what the will of God is. And, and maybe I'll just I'll end with this because we're running up against time. Not that this is any less important. Actually, this is probably what I should have started off with because understanding when we pray in the Spirit and we're praying for the will of God to be done, we have to know what the will of God is. And we have to understand that God's will is for His glory, His glory to be revealed. At the end of the day, everything that we do say, the, the relationships in which we're in, God gives us the opportunities. Uh, everything in which we have, what we have to understand is for God's glory, is to be used for God's glory. When we are engaged in prayer and we're understanding it's by the power of the Spirit, by the leading of the Spirit, we have to understand that praying according to the will of God is vitally important. God's will is for His glory to be revealed and continuously displayed through his creation. For God's glory to be revealed, and not just revealed once, oh, I got it, but continuously displayed through his creation. And ultimately, through his new creation, which is us. Understanding when, when, when we're entering into prayer, what, how is my prayer reflective of the will of God? What am I praying that's going to, um, if it's done, when it's done, I should say, is going to bring glory to God? What does that look like? What is, what, what is the, the, the will of God look like? What does the will of God look like in my life? So when we, we look at this and we're talking about praying in the Spirit, hopefully our, our, our direction is, is more in line with the desire in which God puts on our heart. So my, my question, my prayer, my plea is that instead of just going through the motions, instead of just, yeah, if I do it, I do it. it, it and, and when we enter into prayer, enter into prayer with a desire, a wanting, to be praying in the Spirit so we can see, we can expect, like Dan said, we can expect God to move. 
We don't have to come to a building to expect him to move. Will he come and will he move? Absolutely. But he'll move when we pray, when we are engaged in that commune with him. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you. God, we love you. Uh, Lord, we ask that we can um, just be faithful to you. God, that we could do your will, do your work. God, that we don't just uh, take things for granted. God, that we can just focus on you. Uh, Lord, as we go from here, Lord, bless our, our departure. Uh, Lord, bless our return. We pray this all in your name, Jesus. Amen. Y'all have a good one.